Welcome to a new episode of Saturday Soundbites, the vibrant and powerhouse podcast where we discuss all things visibility strategy, public relations, marketing, advertising, branding, and earned media engagement. My name is Veronica V. Sofer, and I'm your host. You know, your personal brand is the basis of your visibility strategy, and I'm committed to bringing you innovative, passionate, and successful experts who are going to teach you how to develop and enhance your visibility strategy. So whether you're an established business owner, online entrepreneur, or working professional, Saturday Soundbites is going to be your go-to podcast to hear from experts and learn executable tasks that you can start today. Be sure to check out my website, veronicavsofer.com, to learn more about what you need to have a strong and impactful visibility strategy and to see some of the powerful courses I have created for those of you who are really ready to do it DIY style. So let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to Saturday Soundbites. I'm your host, Veronica Sofer, and I'm thrilled to be here again this week sharing with you all my love and passion for things visibility strategy. So here on Saturday Soundbites, we talk about public relations, advertising, marketing, branding, networking, and all the components that are really going to help you drive your business and make it successful. We want folks to know your story, and we want folks to understand how the services and the products you provide are going to make a difference in their lives. So on Saturday Sound Bites, I bring you guests that have experience with that, share tips and strategies, and this week is going to be awesome. But before we get started, I want to make sure that you have hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on the podcast, we don't want you to miss any episode. And if you are watching on Facebook or YouTube, leave us some comments and my guest and I will come back and connect with you. So let's go ahead and get this episode started because we've got a great topic today. I'd like to invite the amazing Ryan Dowdy to the show. She is bringing some phenomenal expertise and you are going to love her. Welcome, Ryan. So glad to have you. Good morning, Veronica. I'm excited to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Ryan Dowdy. I live in Kansas City, Missouri. I am married. I have a 17-year-old stepdaughter, a five-year-old, and an almost three-year-old, and there is just never a dull moment in our lives. So um, my, my career story, if you will, I started selling radio advertising directly out of college, um, accidentally wound up in sales, uh, went from individual contributor to uh, I think it was channel sales manager, national sales manager, and eventually retired from um, the corporate world as a director of sales. So I ran a sales organization for a digital uh, marketing company here in Kansas City. And my story of entrepreneurship, Veronica, is it was 2017. It was right after my son was born. I finally got like the director of sales job. I was running my own team um, and I, I went back to work and I'm so excited. And I was I didn't really have a lot of anxiety about going back to work after a kid. I was like, this is going to be great. I don't have to travel anymore because I've lived on the road for many years and uh, was really pumped about it. And I was about four or five months into that job where I was like, this can't be it. Like this cannot be all that God put me on this earth to do. And, uh, but I didn't know what that meant. Right. I didn't know I, entrepreneurship didn't cross my mind. If I'm hundred percent honest, I thought I just needed an industry change. Right. I'd been mm-hmm. selling advertising forever and ever and ever. And I was like, maybe I just need to get into a different space. So I did what I teach all of my clients to do, which was to start networking. I started talking to people. I started going to events. And that's actually when I learned about online entrepreneurship and the ability to use the skills that you have to start a business. Because in all my years of selling advertising, uh, being a business owner meant 
having a business, right? Like having a brick and mortar, having a store, um, you know, doing something along those lines. And I knew that that was not something that was attractive to me. So when I learned about, you know, kind of what they call the expert space, where I could package up something that I had been working on for 15 years and turn it into a business, I was like, this is amazing. Um, so I actually started my entrepreneurial career as a sales coach. So our, we ran a program called the Uncensored Sales Accelerator, which uh, we said, you know, we helped high achieving women leave their nine to five and build profitable businesses. And it was incredible and it was amazing. And it was some of the most rewarding work that I had ever done. Um, and in all of that, I was working with a business coach at the time and her business had exploded. So her business had gone from like 2 million to 10 million overnight. She <clears throat> hired seven or eight salespeople and brought me in as a consultant to train those salespeople because she knew that was my corporate background. She was like, you've trained sales teams. And in all of that, people were like, well, what are you guys doing? So we had written this curriculum and we kind of joked that it was like a hot seat coaching call and, you know, a Google doc and social sellers Academy was born. So we had this program teaching sales to new entrepreneurs. And then we launched a secondary program where, um, was just a second business altogether, teaching sales to, um, employees for online entrepreneurs. So it's very specifically teaching social sales. So that is, you know, basically timeline from 2019 is when I finally left my corporate job um, all the way through 2021. And about halfway through 2021, again, had that really unsettled feeling that I had back in 2017, where <clears throat> I was just like, something isn't right. And of course I did what we all do. And I was like, oh, it's a sales problem. It's a marketing problem. It's a team problem. Right. It's a whatever. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was a me problem, right? It was an alignment issue. And it was really, um, I think, you know, God pushing me in the direction of, is this really, you know, your life's work? Um, and I ultimately decided that it wasn't. So I went to my business partner and told her that, hey, this is, I'm really proud of what we built, but this is not my heart. Um, and in all of that, decided to launch uh, what is currently Be In The Room, which is an exclusive community for high achieving women. I love it. We say that we are a movement for women of action who rebel against the status quo. And so that is what I have been doing um, since January of this year. And it's been a wild and crazy and fun ride. Yeah, I love it. And I love that story. And we have a lot of li listeners who um, are in the corporate world mm -hmm. and they probably had a lot of satisfaction, a lot of success in it, but either post COVID or for a lot of other different reasons are considering what that transition looks like. And I right. love when you talk about rebelling against the status quo, it is right. in designing your life. Um, and even if you are a, an expert marketer, right? Like if you've been doing this your entire career, that doesn't always translate. And so I like to get your thoughts on what that looks like for someone who doesn't really know what designing your life looks like. Cause sure. there was always a path laid out for most of us. Amen. And that's literally my whole story. So the uncensored sales brand, my, my business, my like legal LLC is, <clears throat> is uncensored consulting because of that, right? Like it is about living life outside of the lines, outside of the box, because my whole story is I did every single thing that I was told to do in life right? I got good grades in high school. I got a scholarship. I went to college. I graduated college. I got a job. I climbed the ladder. I got married. I bought a house. I had babies. You know, I did everything I was supposed to and woke up at the age of 34, which was back in 2017, where I was like, what am I doing with my life? So to me, you know, being really intentional and in designing your life is, is asking yourself the tough questions that I've learned that not a lot of people ask themselves. And I, I didn't either, which is what do you, what do you want? Like what, what is fun for you? Like what lights you up? Cause we're so programmed to believe that like work isn't supposed to be fun, right? It's just this thing that we do. It's a means to an end. And I vehemently disagree. I mean, 
we spend more time theoretically working than we do with our families. Like we might as well do something we enjoy, something that we're good at, something that fills our souls, something that, you know, really allows us to, to make a difference in the world. Um, so for me, being intentional and in designing your life, Veronica, is about asking those tough questions. Uh, one of my favorite books kind of about this is the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I don't know if you've read that one. Yes. He talks about your zone of genius. And he actually has like an entire chapter in the book where he asks a series of questions around like, what is the kind of work that you could do for hours and hours and hours and you don't find exhausting? Um, what's the type of work that comes really effortless to you? You can totally lose yourself in. You can sit down and two hours later, you look up and you're like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Like really thinking about those types of things. So if you're in a corporate job, it's not like, okay, well, let's light this job on fire. It's right. Like, what are the parts of this job that I like, right? Like maybe you really don't like you know, the actual day-to-day -day work, but you really like managing people or you really like being a leader or actually you really don't like managing people and being a leader, but you like these parts. So it's really asking yourself those questions about what are the things I enjoy? What are the things that I like? And then it's really wild what happens as soon as you start to ask those questions and you start to think about those things, you start to see opportunities that you didn't see before, mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes I, I don't know about you guys and Veronica, I don't know if you've heard this from your audience, but like I very much experienced what they called like the golden handcuffs. Like I was the breadwinner in my family. I uh, was making a decent amount of money. Like it did, it felt, I felt very stifled. Like how, you can't, I can't go and start over somewhere else. Cause you know, my, my lifestyle matched where I was. So I really experienced like, what would I possibly do? And like I said, what I thought I was going to go do was just go sell something in a different industry. And I wound up, you know, taking a sharp right turn. Um, and so for me, it was like, once I started asking myself those questions, I started to see and, and find different opportunities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And that's so true. And I think a lot of our audience might actually be in that, in that exact situation, just based on some of the comments and feedback we get from different guests that we have. So I love that you said that. Um, tell me a little bit about how you think, um, you mentioned we're pre-programmed oh, and yeah. we have these perceptions of how life should be. Mm -hmm. And, um, how do you think that shows up in your business when you're trying to be authentic? So we, we take these courses, we listen to these coaches and business gurus, and we read these books and they talk about showing up authentically and marketing yourself, uh, you know, by connecting to your story and your why, how do you think that, that, that meshes or doesn't mesh in, in some cases with the plan that we took and the path that we took to get there? See, I actually, I would argue that it doesn't mesh, right? Because you see so many people show up online, how they think people want to see them. Mm -hmm. They show up online like, oh, that person is super successful. That's how that person shows up. So that's how I'm going to show up. Um, so I actually think that that actually causes a little bit of friction in that we're like, okay, I want to show up as myself, but I'm watching this successful person and that's how they show up. So I'm going to dim my light a little bit so I can show up like that. Um, and one of the things that I have learned somewhat just by a lot of trial and error is like people can tell. And I never thought that in the beginning, I thought it was very fluffy, but like energy is a thing. Yes. And you are trying to hold yourself back or you're trying to soften a message. Uh, and I, I personally experienced this because I am, I'm a high D on the disc. I'm an Enneagram three. I'm a Colby quick start. I'm direct. I'm to the point. I'm passionate. I talk fast. And like in the beginning, people would be like, Oh my gosh, Ryan, you talk so fast. So I tried to talk slower didn't work for me. Right. Yeah. I tried to soften my message a little bit and it, it worked. I was effective, but like I, my business really took off when I was like, okay, listen, I talk fast. I talk with my hands and I'm going to tell you things that are going to make you a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm doing it with love. And like, it was such a game changer in the way that my business grew because I started showing up like myself, not what, 
you know, one or two other people in the comments told me they thought I should do, or again, I just, I didn't, I was like, I don't want to offend people, <laughs> but, and I still never set out to be offensive, but I'm like, sometimes I'm going to say the hard thing. And if you find that offensive, I'm really sorry, but that's an awesome opportunity for you to do some reflection. It's always said with love. So um, that's kind of the lesson I've had to learn, but yeah, I think sometimes there is some friction in that. Cause you're like, well, I'm watching this person and that person, and my personality isn't like theirs. And that's the thing too. Cause I, I do talk a lot and I like to talk and people are like, I'm not bubbly like you, Ryan. And I'm like, so what, right? Like your people are going to love you and your story and they're going to be attracted to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's a very valid point. And I think that that's really important for people to get comfortable with, because I think for a lot of us showing up um, on the online space for people to see and us not necessarily get an instant reaction is really uncomfortable. So I love that you um, really are, are asking people to step into that and own it. Uh, what are some of the the mistakes that you see people making when they start designing their life and, and get into the space. Yeah. So the first mistake, and it's a mistake I actually made, and it is literally why we burned everything to the ground at the end of last year is the mistake of building a business that looks like somebody else's business. And um, so what I mean by that is, you know, if you're like, oh, well, Veronica runs this type of agency and she has this type of team. So I'm going to set my business up like her, even though you have zero desire to run an agency. Or, you know, you're like, oh, well, that coach has coaches that, excuse me, coach inside of their program. So I have to go do that. Right. So instead of really being intentional about, okay, I want my life to look like this. I want to work for this many hours. I want to have this amount, this big of a team. I want to make this much money. I want to have my expenses look like this. We, you know, and then really does, how do we go about designing that? So for me, it's always, it's like begin with the end in mind. Um, and for me, the mistake that I made was I put a monetary end. I was like, okay, my goal is X number of dollars. And I wasn't really intentional about, okay, well, what did that, what do those dollars look like? What are you willing to invest to make that amount of money? Um, you know, a time, how do you want your programs to look? How often do you want to show up? And I honestly, like I found myself on zoom calls, like literally from like nine to four, three or four days a week. And I was like, this is exhausting. Like, this is not, you know, this is not really what I had in mind when I decided to become an entrepreneur. So the first thing I recommend is really thinking about not just the amount of money you want to make, but how much time you want to spend, how often you want to work and understanding that in the beginning, it might not look like that, but with that being your end game, right? If you're like, okay, I eventually want to get to the point where I work three days a week and I have a team of 10, right? So then work right. backwards from there, understanding that the first 12 months, it might not look that way, right? But knowing where you're going, I think is really important. And like I said, I set a monetary goal, but I wasn't super clear on what I wanted my life to look like at that dollar amount. And it wound up not looking the way that I wanted it to when I got there. Yeah. And it got there monetarily. And frankly, you know, it was, it wasn't worth the price that I paid for it to be mm -hmm. honest. Yeah. Just that, that ROI uh, for you walking away from a successful career. If you, if it doesn't mesh with your values, then you're going to struggle a little bit. So I, I, I like mm -hmm. that. Um, what are some of the ways that you work with your clients when they are struggling? Um, because I know sometimes um, we'll be working with folks who have one foot in one foot out. Right. So they, haven't quite taken the leap for of whatever reason, but they're still trying to build and create an online platform. Uh, I'm actually working with someone right now who is a book author. I know you're a book author. You're also a podcaster. And it's one foot in and one foot out. So a lot of their resources are limited. How do you work with folks to balance that part out? Because they still have obligations elsewhere. Sure. I, I wish that I had a really pretty answer for this. And for me, honestly, when I was, cause I, I side hustled all the way to, like I had to completely replace my, my corporate salary um, or, you know, at least my monthly income before I could leave. And so 
Um, for me, I wish that my answer was pretty, but it was, a, it was a lot of sacrifice of time. However, what I found was getting really intentional with how you're spending your time, mm-hmm. right? If you only have one, two, three hours a day to really focus on your, your, your side hustle, right? Cause you're committed to this corporate career. Um, then you need to make sure that that one, two, three hours is extremely intentional in what you're doing. Like, what are you doing in that time? Is it actually income producing? Is it actually moving the needle? Is it actually the activity that you need to be, um, to be taking? Cause a lot of people are like, I'm spending all of this time, but you find out they're spending time on, you know, lower value tasks, not useless tasks, right? But lower value tasks that aren't actually the ones that are moving the needle. Um, and if you're like, okay, Ryan, well, what are the tasks that are moving the needle? You know, if, if the reason you haven't pu- fully pulled yourself out of that corporate job is income, then the activity is it's sales activity, right? Um, and for me, sales activity is human to human connection. It's, um, you know, any kind of visibility. So anything that Veronica covered, like hundred percent, I made time for that podcast guesting, uh, you know, guest blog post, guess wherever somebody would let me talk, I went for it. Right. That mm-hmm. was, that was important to me. And then, um, human to human connection, coffee chats, uh, you know, networking events, talking to people, connecting with the people in my existing ecosystem. Um, so for me, those were the activities that really moved the needle. And so those are the activities that get prioritized. Um, and they're usually the ones that get put on the back burner because they're typically the ones that make us the most uncomfortable, right? We feel safe when we're like, I'm just going to write this blog or I'm going to you know, record this podcast in my closet or I'm going to write this social media content, which again, are all important parts of business growth. But in the beginning, if it's like, okay, we need to get at a certain, certain income level to kick this corporate job out, it's focus on the sales activity first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, you're speaking my love language because when you talk about visibility, that's exactly uh, right. You know, some people will put their money into an advertising budget, which is very important. And, um, you know, people are very successful doing it and you absolutely should. It's a part of your visibility strategy, but guest podcasting, blogging, that type of earned media, especially in the non-traditional space is such an investment. And part of the reason why I love that you said that is because it's got legs and it's got longevity. It's Mm -hmm. what we call evergreen. You did radio sales, you know exactly what I'm talking about, that evergreen concept. What are some of the things that people could be doing right now if they haven't decided to launch to start that? Because I loved the, the thing you said about content creation. Yeah. So for me, I, what I did was I really simplified content creation, like to something that took me like 30 minutes a week. So because was, content is important, because if you're going to go out and you're going to say guest podcast and someone's going to be like, Ooh, Veronica, she's brilliant. They're going to go check you out. Right. So you want some level of content, but for me, I got it down to like super simple, very basic content that just like told people I'm here, I'm a real human and I know what I'm talking about, but that was it. Right. I didn't get into like long form content or conversion content or stories. I was just like, Hey, I know what I'm talking about. Like that was the most important thing to me to prove. So I got that down to a really simple factor. Um, I actually wound up investing in, um, in podcast guesting. That was like one of the first like larger kind of marketing investments that we made, um, because I knew, I'm great at talking to people. I've been a salesperson my entire career. So um, we invested heavily in that um, very early on. I didn't want to say heavily, but we, you know, we invested in that early on. And then outside of that, it was human to human connection. And like the internet has done so much of the work for us. It's created Facebook groups where groups of our ideal clients are already hanging out. And so it was going into those spaces and answering questions and serving people, right? Like that was such an easy, free way to show that I know what I was talking about. When somebody's like, how do I get clients? And I can answer their question, not in a pitchy salesy way. You know, it was instant earned credibility, not just from the original poster, but everybody else who happened to read that response. So I was like, what's already free? What's already happening on the internet? And how can I go get involved in those conversations 
um, and start building that that authority and that credibility. Um, because, you know, you, you solve one or two people's problem in a Facebook post, you know, in a group and they're like, Ooh, who's this person. Right. Um, and then they want to connect with you and they want to be part of whatever it is you're building in your Facebook group, following you on Instagram, like whatever it is you're doing. Um, so for me, that's how I spent my time was how do I build credibility and authority as quickly as possible? And it was like, there's all these conversations already happening. How can I go serve in those conversations? Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that for you was free. It may, it was an investment Ooh. of your time and resources, yes. but you, but you weren't, it wasn't part of your advertising budget per se. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not even a little bit. It was, it was time, um, but it was time that I had, I didn't have any clients. Um, and you know, that's what kind of, it, and this is a mindset shift. If you are still kind of doing the side hustle thing, um, is thinking through, cause a lot of people are like, Ryan, I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to do that. I had so many clients tell me that early on Veronica. And I was like, listen, if you had a client right now, that was paying you, you would find time. You would find time to write the copy. You would find time to take the coaching call. You would find time to do whatever it is they hired you to do. So if you don't have time to sell your stuff, you don't have time to serve your clients. So you right. need to like, and people are like, oh yeah, no, I would find time for that. And you're like, yeah, you'd get out of bed early to write that piece of copy that that client needed, right? Like you would work through your lunch break to, you know, deliver that whatever design project that your client needed, right? So that's what we have to do. Like I always told my clients early on was like, you are the first client. You are the first client. Put yourself in your workload like you would anybody else. Um, and that mindset shift often kind of figures out, well, yeah, no, I, I would find that time because somebody was paying me for it, right? Well, nobody's yep. paying you for it until you find the time. Yep. I love that. Be your number one client. I, I Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. And it actually, it took me a little while to get used to that uh, because I was, you know, as, as a PR person, you're always the person in the background. You plan events, you um, talk to the media, you do all the pitching. And it was just until recently that I heard someone say that, that I started ad adapting that and started putting myself out there as an expert um, in, in to be interviewed for, um, for different PR type marketing articles. So I love that advice because it takes us, some of us, even if we've been doing it a long time, a bit to get comfortable with that and showing up authentically, I think. Absolutely. And you're going to be like, can we just, let's just throw it out there. You're going to be bad at it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I don't know, Veronica, if you follow Russell Brunson at all, but he is the, the founder of click models. If you're not familiar, but one mm -hmm. of the things is he's that he talks about is like pu start publishing early when nobody is paying attention. <laughs> So that by the time people are paying attention, you're good, right? Like if you wait to start publishing and, and we can, publishing is podcasting, publishing is posting on social media. Like I'm using it as the broad, the broad, you know, sure, broad sure. but if you wait to start putting yourself out there till you're comfortable until you feel like you're good at it, you're too late, right? Like in the beginning, you're, you're not going to be awesome at it. Your first podcast interview is probably going to be a little uncomfortable, right? Your first sales, I always tell people like, your first sales call is probably not going to go really gracefully, but you know, I, I want you, we want to practice, right? You have to, you know, you have to master the basics to become great. I think that's a Brian Tracy quote, but like, that's really when you're thinking about, okay, you know, but once my website's perfect, then I'll start, you know, doing this, I'll start doing that. Like, it's like, you got to start now because you want, once you're on that big stage, you get that land, that huge podcast interview, you get that amazing placement, you know, in, in magazines or, you know, in an article somewhere, you want to make sure that you have the, that you're good. Right. Like I, I was recently, um, interviewed for a Forbes article. Uh, I think it was about the middle of last year and it was incredible. And it was amazing. And it was fun. And I, I mean, I loved it and it was very cool, but like, had that happened in the beginning, oh, sure, oh my God. 
<laughs> you know, so it took me two and a half years to get that Forbes feature, but it, but I was ready when I got there. I knew what to say. Right. I was clear in my messaging. I knew what to ask. You know, I, my, all of my systems were set up for the, the traffic we were going to get. Um, but if I would have done it at the beginning, it would have been cool. And I'm going to be like, cool, I was in Forbes, but we wouldn't have captured anything from it. Right. Right. Now, I love that. Well, Ryan, tell us how people can work with you. I know you've got a lot of great projects coming up. Super yeah. excited about them. But share a little bit how people can reach out and connect. Yeah. So um, best places to find me. Our website is beintheroom.org. Um, I am at Ryan Dowdy official on Instagram and TikTok. And we have a Facebook group called Be In The Room. I'm an open networker. So connect with me on whatever platform. Start a conversation with me. I love to talk to people. Um, so what do we have going on right now? So I have kind of three three different things, if you will. First and foremost is our Be In The Room membership, which is an annual virtual membership. Um, it's our community where you connect with other uh, you know, high achieving, really incredible, smart women to collaborate, share ideas, um, and learn from one another. Uh, we have an incredible event coming up in September called The Ultimate Upgrade, where we are actually bringing together six different speakers to talk on four core subjects. So we're talking about health, we're talking about relationships, we're talking about business, and we're talking about money. And we're doing that very intentionally because so many business conferences are just business. Or you can like go do the yoga retreat. And I'm not mad about either one. I have done both. Um, but I'm like, you know, we are whole people. It's kind of like what we talked about. Like we're not just, we're not just our jobs. We're not just are, um, you know, we're not just who we are at home, we're, we're whole people. And so we wanted to create an event that, um, that is for all of you. So um, that is an opportunity. And then I also do a lot of consulting and one-on-one -on -one working uh, with my clients. So I do some VIP days and some longer term projects. So if you're like, hey, this sales stuff is kind of really daunting for me, um, I'm happy to have those conversations. That's not something you're going to find on the internet about me. It's, it's something that I've done primarily through relationships. It's really important to me that it's a really good fit. Um, and I can support you, but that's how I serve my clients. And I'm just so blessed to do the work that I do every day. And you do a fantastic job, Ryan. Thank you so much. And how can people um, find you on, I know you've got a great podcast as well. So those are on all the pl podcast platforms. Yep. Be in the room. Everything is under the be in the room name, the website, the social channels. Um, and then yeah, the podcast as well. That's fantastic. Thank, thank you, Ryan. It has been a pleasure chatting with you. All right. Thanks so much, Veronica. All right, you guys, that wraps up this episode of Saturday Soundbites. Ryan had some great tips. I hope you tuned in. Be sure to connect with her. Be in the Room is fantastic. It's beintheroom.org, and there's lots of great resources. You want to connect with folks. You want to be able to learn from people who have walked this path and are doing what it is you want to do. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of Saturday Soundbites, but I'm going to remind you to make sure that you hit subscribe for the podcast if you're listening to us. And if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, drop us some comments and Ryan and I will go back to connect with you. With that, I'm going to be sending you lots of positive energy and light.